0: Hi, this is Runa, and you're listening to the makers podcast, where we share tips, insight, tools, and stories from other makers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our makers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Change Makers podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Runa. I love chatting with you and I'm excited to share with your audience.
0: Valerie, there are so, I mean, I could probably pick so many different topics that yeah. I know you have. Just such a brilliant resources and, and, and um, insights. I'm really curious to hear to get your insights on reaching higher level of consciousness and what that means for you and where you see we are moving and i, I know i'm not going to put the whole humanity into one box that we are doing it i guess that's a wistful thinking from on my behalf but you know where do you see we're heading in this time um, as humanity what are you noticing
1: so what am I noticing, um, about humanity? I'll come back to that. But what I want to talk about is that the first part of your question, which is yeah. what does it mean to raise your consciousness? And I write in the front of my book that raising your consciousness is the only true way that I have found that is how I live a constantly happy life. And so the way I've defined it in for my life and for my clients and my students, is that we're constantly spiraling up, going deeper into who we are. So that's self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-love, going deeper into the, the center, the essence, the essential nature, the magnificent essence, I call it, of who we are and going higher, deeper into us and higher into our relationship with all that is. So there's a it's an integration of the spiritual aspect of me and the human aspect of me. Mm. And every one of us has both of those aspects. And so to the, the issue in my life has been where I've been only living in one or the other. So I'm mm. only human, like I used to say that. And that's a, a denser experience. There are a lot more troubles and problems. The, the highs and lows of life kind of run me. I am no longer a cause in my experience. I'm at effect to all these external causes Mm -hmm. that kind of press in upon me, or I can live in the spiritual side where I'm constantly meditating, constantly in bliss, and I'm not handling the human side of my life. Like there are bills to pay in the human side. (laughs) There are the body needs sustenance called food and exercise and all of those things, and when we put them together, like the spiritual realm that um not of this world, you know superhuman to me comes to to mind when I think of that superhuman means elevated consciousness to me, mm-hmm. when we put them together, we have the most opportunity for living that beautiful life, so that's part one, then part two, what am I noticing? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm noticing a couple of things, so. I think at all at the same time, there's this dynamic where there's a lot coming to the surface and not all of it's good. Um, but what has to come to the surface to be dissipated or to be dealt with or to even be acknowledged, um, not to resist it, but to be acknowledged, accepted, and then how do we love it into a different, different beingness. So that's, Stuff is coming up. There's a lot of a lot more judgmentalness. A lot a lot of fractured in relationships. A lot of this is absolutely correct. Only it's a lie. Um, there's a lot of, of kind of false truths and and pe- there's a lot of um, uh, cyber stuff and where people are actually using their gifts and talents in ways that are actually harmful. I mean that's been going on through the history of time, but there's a lot more of it. Be- because of the advent of the internet. Um, and at the same time, what's interesting is, at the same time, the beings that have come here to be the light in the midst of that darkness, who have come here to unravel the untruths and remind people of what real truth is, the people who have come here to like stand in the fire and not fan the flames or fight it with another fire, but to stand there and exude the peace that surpasses Mm -hmm. all understanding. Like that's rising. And I see it rising as the teachers and the healers expanding their territory, teaching and healing more. And I see it in the lone individuals who aren't here to make a stand for something, but who are just doing it in themselves. They're noticing when they're, when they're out of integrity with their own higher self and they're choosing be that. And I think this beautiful time slowing down to speed up, as I'm calling it, the cocooning at home uh, is giving people an opportunity to really connect with who they're being and how that's serving them, their families, their communities, and the planet at large.
0: Oh, I love that. Sounds uh it sounds uh in many ways like what we are describing in the No More Boxes movement, we're talking about, you know, there we've been looking at how do we move ourselves from the boxes that have, you know, all of the programs and everything that we have been defined to be or conditioned to be. Uh, and when we all start to open them up, when we start to, what you're saying, look into that corners, who are we then? Is this just another, a bigger box, you know? And then we we came up with a with the concept of no that's human space and we've been you know in our weekly calls that we do every friday we we've been you know there are people from all over the world that we've been exploring this what does that human space look like for us and yes. I, what you just kind of like came up with there a really really beautiful description of many of the things if i just take up of, of all the things that have come up in that conversation so yeah it's about that that wholeness yes that it isn't just about it's like we have so used to these polarities you know you're either a left wing or you're a right wing or yes. you are you are black or you are white and you know, it's like a man or a woman and we never as we're so used to this we kind of like we're thrown not to see the beauty in between it's like only talking about day and night and never looking at the sunrise or the sunset
1: right and the the integration is the place where the polarities come together so can i be one of the things i've been talking about lately because there's been a lot of grief and loss and people have been saying it as though it is the only thing there is right now. So I cannot possibly be the other thing, which might be fulfilled, which might be happy, which might be um, uh, curious, which might be playful, which uh, any of those things, I know I'm grieving and uh, I understand that because I have done the one or the other thing for my, in my life, the integration that, that what you've just called the in-between space, I like to call the integrated space. Yeah, so it's in the middle like of the that. two, I'm living more integrated. And mm-hmm. as I pull apart and try to be one or the other, then I'm living in the polarities of it. And so the polarities draw me in one place and I may feel that's all there is. And what I'm trying to teach is to your point about this wholeness. So one of my courses, Living 101, Being Happy and Whole, so is that, wow, can I, in the midst of feeling intense loss, also notice peace? In the midst of feeling an incredible sadness, can I also notice I'm actually very contented? In the midst of feeling incredible fear, am I also filled with delight and, and, um, and curiosity about what's on the other side of this fear? And so the, in, being willing to be expansive, So to me, the human space where it's the most fulfilling, the most vibrant, the the highest expression of all that I can be is where I'm in the space of expansion, where um, everything takes on a bigger, brighter possibility. So the the place of expansion is the place of possibility, because I'm going to expand into that possibility from maybe a place of contraction, or maybe even a place of, partial wholeness or maybe in a place of fullness but then even how much further the question what more is possible from this place right now and it's a beautiful inquiry to sit in not to sit in like and have to get through i want to get through yeah. this inquiry and get on with my yeah. life yeah <laughs> how about can we just sit in it and and allow in that um slowing down just allowing it to just be the question without needing an answer, being fine with, I'm not sure where this question's going. I know it's going to take me somewhere. I'm just going to continue dancing with it, playing with it, asking it and settling into the comfort of the question as opposed to, I got to have an answer right now.
0: And it has to be the right one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People, we don't like making mistakes. We don't like failing. We don't like going down a path and saying, this isn't the right path for me. I've gotten much better at that. Um, I'm not a master at that part. I, there's still a part of me that wants to get it right and doesn't like claiming that it's, that it's wrong. Um, yeah. But I can claim that it's wrong for me at this point, point in time. And that yeah. feels, that feels truthful and that feels expansive and that feels good and juicy.
0: And I love what you're saying. It's almost like we have to, not almost, we like, we need to reprogram ourselves. Like we need to decode the program that we had of this polarity and that I need to do either or otherwise I'm not accepted or otherwise I'm not okay or I'm not normal or whatever it is that we're seeking to do to deep, deep program that into that curiosity, that, the quest of how can that be, wow, how can that be even bigger? That's like, whoa, I didn't even think that could be bigger, but whoa, now I'm being shown that it is. Uh,
1: Yes, yes. yes.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And I love that, the question, you know, you brought up something that's really, really essential to this whole raising our consciousness. So um, the dance of life is really about a dance with one important relationship. And it's the relationship that we keep with ourselves. And in what you said, I heard this idea of, you know, the programming that we have and to have other people accept us and we want to feel a sense of belonging. What I've found in my life and the lives of my students and my clients, what we work on a lot is the number one person who's not accepting me is me. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that was a learned behavior. I was conditioned not to but i started watching myself what i was judging in other people is also the aspects of me i don't like what i would criticize other people for is also the aspects of me that i was criticized for and then and then built up because of this conditioning an idea that being that is not enough is not lovable is not pure is not beautiful is not sweet is not all these other things and the issue that I'm wanting to bring up is when those kinds of things that we are judging in ourselves are the core of our being. So like for me, what I really uncovered in this dance of raising my consciousness was that because of the conditioning, I grew up in the sixties, because of the conditioning around what it means to be black in this country in the sixties and, and the things that I was, experiencing as a black child the things that i was hearing and learning and watching around me the the things that i experienced in high school and continuing through my life i created a relationship where i didn't feel safe in my own skin yeah that's a dangerous place to be yeah it's a debilitating place to be because guess what i'm wearing my skin 24/7 365 and to feel like I'm not safe as me as, at an essential nature in the human realm, I have to walk around in an earth suit. And my earth suit came with this beautiful caramel or chocolatey colored skin, which I love. And I've got a whole new relationship with it from doing this dance of the curiosity of why don't I feel safe in my skin? Where did that conditioning come from? So exactly what you're saying, Runa, this, Curiosity and wanting to go deeper into the not calm. Like we have to be willing to go into, into the pain. We have to be willing to go into the abyss. Yeah. Like not to sit there. I don't want to become a sad person. I don't want to become an angry person or a resentful person. But I do want to know where my sadness and my anger and my resentment are coming from. Because yeah. if I don't know that, I can't transform it. And transforming it is part of the spiraling up into a higher consciousness
0: it's it's this is so interesting because what you're saying is also how so many of us are conditioned to 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 think that if our feeling what we're feeling isn't joy and even it doesn't really matter which feeling it is it's just like if it's a feeling i'm supposed to react somehow to that and 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 act in as oh it can't be true if it's too good or oh, why is that always happening to me (laughs) if it's not a good
1: one? (laughs) And we're actually even taught to ignore our feelings. Yeah. Like that we are not feeling beings and we shouldn't be paying attention to them. And we end up relegating this powerful supercomputer, the brain and the intellect. We relegate that as the, you know, the, the deity that we worship at. And uh, one of my most, profound quotes that I love I even put it in my book is from Albert Einstein about this whole concept between the head and the heart you know and Einstein is a was a brilliant scientist who also embraced upheld explored and championed intuition imagination um, curiosity of uh, painting pictures he played musical instruments I mean This whole quote of his is that the intuitive mind is a sacred gift. The conscious mind is its um, faithful servant. We have created a society that worships the servant and has forgotten the gift. And so we totally forget who we really are at our core is more of the heart intuitive imaginative, playful, not intellectual. It doesn't always speak in full sentences with a subject and a verb and a predicate. It just speaks and we've forgotten how to listen. And so when we tune back in and part of that listening and part of that communication is our emotions. The desire to feel good is universal. Like why are plants aiming for the sun? Probably because inside their DNA is this desire to feel the best that they can feel. Mm -hmm. And the ones that love the shade, because that's the best that they can feel. Mm -hmm. And so nature shows us what it looks like to follow that intuitive sense of feeling good is great. How do I get more of it? And Mm -hmm. so when we are willing to feel the sadness and go, hmm, I'm not going to make this wrong because it is. What is, is, it is, I feel sad right now. What's that about? How can I learn more about myself by asking the sadness what it's coming to tell me about me?
0: Mm. Yeah, that's so beautiful. What is, what, hey, hi, sadness. What are you telling me today? (laughs) I love that, I really do. Valerie, you you, you know how to dance that dance and to to see life as a dance, um, as your energy is just moving from one place to another and acknowledging and noticing and, and, and being. Thank you for being the light that you are and sharing your wisdom. And thank you for allowing us to get access to that light, how you're constantly giving that away. So thank you so much been such my a pleasure
1: joy. having you as a guest thank, thank you. you so much my deep joy i appreciate you and what you're doing and thank you for sharing me with your audience
0: was this podcast of value for you i sure hope so if so feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on itunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the change makers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.